Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Good morning and welcome to Life Planning 101 here in Eastland, Texas, broadcasting all over the United States now. And it's so exciting to be here this morning, despite all the chaos that we're experiencing. Well, that chaos is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. I know there's questions on everyone's mind when a trillion dollar bill is passed only to pave the way for a 3.5 trillion dollar bill and what that means. Inflation. Should I be concerned? Well, if you'll remember Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA, CFP, CLU, CFHE, my goodness, he's got enough alphabet suit behind his name to you know, I, I don't know where just wear my tongue out. But despite that, he gave an analogy last year, uh, which was interesting because it was really before inflation caught on, but he kind of saw things coming and he said, you know, I want you to imagine that we got two trains and they're headed directly toward each other on the same track. Their names, inflation and deflation, which one will win? And it reminds me of this little book that I read to my boys, and uh, it's about a shark and a train, who will win? And we are there. We are literally having two powerful forces headed toward each other. And, and now it's just a matter of time of, of what's actually a lasting effect and how much is it going to impact you in the meantime. And that's what we're going to be addressing on Life Planning 101. I think, you know, there's no doubt that people have noticed that the price of goods have gone up. Um, you know, I was just curious, like I went back and looked back in 1990, uh, you know, it's kind of, kind of that time in my life where I started paying attention to a few things and 1990 just happens to be a, a good old whopping 30 years ago. And looking at some of the costs, it just really blew my mind. A dozen eggs was a buck, a buck. I went yesterday to the store and I couldn't find a dozen eggs that was cheaper than four bucks. It's crazy. Uh, cost a gallon of milk at that time was $2.78. Uh, regular gas was about $1.16. And I don't know that gas actually counts because oil and gas prices go up and down, up and down. But uh, nonetheless, a first class stamp. This is the one that got me 25 cents. Pretty crazy, huh? And here we are today. We're thinking, you know, what is going on in this world? You know, I, I, I was at the grocery store and I was actually paying mm. attention to the prices uh, pretty hard yesterday. And I was noticing people around me, um, especially those with larger families, they were really struggling because this is a real deal. And I think it has a weight on everybody's mind of, of how long is this going to continue? What does this mean for me and my family? What does this mean for my future? Should I be concerned about this? Because how much are these goods actually going to continue to increase? And inflation, you know, usually doesn't hit the wealthy because the wealthy's money tends to keep pace with it a little better, not completely, but it definitely hits the core of our country, the working class. And, you know, if you're retired, huh, if you're retired and now we're on a, I only have a set amount of dollars in my social security check, maybe a small pension. Am I going to be able to afford this? You know, 
I think it was interesting. I we uh, took our horse trailer. We had some problems with it, and um, you know it's plenty old and used. And we were thinking, well, maybe we should just go ahead and get rid of it. Um, you know, it'd be a good time to to do that. The boys have outgrown it. We're we're gonna need something different down the road anyway. And we were thinking that we'd maybe get what we got out of it. And we went to the repair shop, and he told us it was gonna be about ten thousand dollars more if we wanted to sell our horse trailer today. Wow. So if you're in the market for a big ticket item, you've probably got some sticker shock, whether it's a house, whether it's a remodel, whether it's just purchasing something. And I don't know if our society just thinks that, you know, we're no longer going to have any more horse trailers, so you better buy up what you can today because there's not going to be in there any in the future. Uh, you know, the shortage that we've been having, if that's caused this, I'm not sure what exactly is the driving force behind those big st- uh, you know, sticker shocks, but prices are up. And it's across the board. The June numbers were the largest surge in 13 years. Now, granted, think about 13 years ago, okay? That was pre, pre-great pre recession, right? So timing perfect. Um, but the consumer price index, that's kind of the measure of what inflation is, was up 5.4% from a year earlier. That number ended in June. And it was a 0.9%, so almost 1% rise in just one month. Now, good news is the July numbers stay consistent. We were still up only 5.4% over the last year. So, you know, what does that mean, right? Now, let's look at Social Security, because I always find this interesting. You know, Social Security, they changed. They have that whole chain CPI, so it's actually reflecting, you know, the the fact that you're going to purchase something that's less expensive on the shelf, just change your name brand, and so it doesn't, you know, inflation isn't just a true measure, just cost of that good over that good, as long as it can be replaced with something of cheaper significance. So, you know, that's always a good thing to be able to look at to see what are they measuring at, and there's an estimate that that 2022 cost of living increase for a social security check may land at 6.2%. You heard me, 6.2%. That's huge. That is absolutely ridiculous. And you know, the thing is, is that um, we were looking at this, well, a month ago, I'll tell you when I was actually formulating and writing out all the stuff for the show and the article this week, um, that number was 5.4%. And that was just a month ago. So this is a massive increase. And, you know, if you compare that to 2021, a whopping 1.3%, that's significant. And is it scary? That's the biggest question. Is it scary? Should you be concerned? I think that's what everybody's got on their mind. So when we come back on Life Planning 101, we're going to really punch holes in this inflation. We're going to look at those two trains and diagnose them on that track to see which one is going to win this battle. Is it going to be inflation or will deflation end up pushing back right here on Life Planning 101? Welcome back to Life Planning 101. We are talking inflation. And why shouldn't we be with a, you know, trillion dollars pumped in, another 3.5 trillion dumping in? Is there going to be issues? What is going to be happening? Should you be concerned about can you continue to go to the grocery store and purchase the same things that you've always purchased? After all, we really haven't seen much inflation 
um, for decades. And this is something new to a lot of people. Uh, Some people remember the 70s and they remember the pain. But really, is it lasting? Is this problem going to be long term? And even if it's not long term, how much of a pain point is it going to be in the near term? And can you survive it? Well, I found this interesting. I found this really cool uh, article. It was written back in 2017 of all times. I'm not sure why, but it was 25 interesting facts about inflation. And it was really good because it mentioned, you know, kind of historically what things look like. It was written by Karen Lindhart at Fact Retriever. And I found some of this very interesting. And inflation uh, actually was an, a Latin term. It means to inflare, to blow up or inflate. But it wasn't actually used in a monetary sense until 1838. So the term is really relatively new. And today, economists argue over the de- definition of inflation, but generally agree that it means to continue to um, you know, raise prices, kind of like the weatherman. I don't think they agree over anything either. So it makes sense. You know, we can't. Economists never are right. Weathermen are never right. Okay, I get it. So um, I thought that was interesting. Well, the past inflation rate that we've been accustomed to has been about 2 to 3% a year, more average too, especially with the last decade in play. But the interesting thing, even looking at that, is that if you look over the last decade, You've lost, and and this was, again, ending in 2017. I think this is important because today, obviously, this number is going to be a bigger number, but the dollar has actually lost 21% of its purchasing power. And I think that's a good way to define inflation is that if you have $100 in January 1 and you're able to go to the grocery store and buy, you know, three, four bags of groceries with that $100 on December 31, are you able to buy the same three to four bags of groceries or is it going to be less and the question is how much less or what are you going to have to put back on the shelf and even more importantly is how out of control can this actually get well we look at history to tell us a lot of things and of course history isn't always a measure of what might repeat itself Um, but I found these facts very interesting so they said you know for example the civil war it cost about $6.7 billion in 1860 money. And that today would be worth somewhere around $139 billion. Again, we're working off of 2017 numbers, but so you can just inflate all of that, right? But really, uh, some economists believe that the indirect cost, such as the disruption of the economy, could measure out to somewhere around $46 trillion in currency money. So, you know, you put that in perspective, we're at the largest deficit in history. And that tells us a couple of things, right? Is that number one, we've been here before. Hmm. There's comfort in knowing that and knowing how we were able to recover out of that. Um, But also that was ending after a war, right? When things were really, really, really bad. So that's interesting. Um, Here's a fun fact. The movie Cleopatra cost $44 million to make in 1963. Today, that would be about $300 million to make that, right? Hyperinflation. Now, this is interesting. So hyperinflation, I think, is something that we don't talk about a whole lot. But basically what hyperinflation is, is when your country gets so out of whack that the rest of the world just says, yeah, we're not going to pay attention to you anymore. We're not going to respect your currency anymore. 
And I think that's the ultimate fear, even for the U.S., is that if we get too out of whack, people are going to say, we don't want your debt anymore. And what ends up happening is there's an oversupply of dollars and the same amount of goods. So now each dollar is worth way less. Well, this occurred in Germany in 1920, and it actually led to the great social unrest And Hitler himself used this and blamed the Jews for actually spiraling inflation and and paving the way for the Holocaust. Very interesting. Here's the, you know, if you want to talk about hyperinflation, and and I'm not even sure, I should have looked this up, but I'm not even sure. I think this is a quintillion, maybe. It's got three, six, nine, twelve zeros behind the hundred. Um, But the Zimbabwean dollar note holds the record for the greatest number of zeros. And it was due to um, hyperinflation. And that's crazy. But this is also uh, another world record holder, Hungary. Okay, this is post-World War II with hyperinflation in one month. Okay, they actually had, okay, again, three, six, nine, twelve. So this is has to be more than a quintillion because there's there's 15 zeros. So 41 point whatever quintillion, I don't even know what comes next. Um, and it happened in July of 1946. That was the percentage increase for that month, which means that prices were doubling every 13 and a half hours. Wow. Wow. So that's all scary. Can that happen? Is that real? And, you know, the U.S. inflation rate has actually fluctuated between nearly zero inflation, maybe even negative, depending on who you talk to, and 23%, right? And the federal government tries to keep that rate around 2 to 3%. And people say, well, you know, why are we here? What is inflation for? Well, if it's controlled, it's actually a really good thing on the economy because it can stimulate things. It can help mitigate recessions. It's a tool, Right. Um, helps for be able to have profits and raising war- wage workers. And um, a lot of people don't realize this, but previously when there was a gold standard, there were no inflationary trends, little to no inflationary trends, because there was really only so much gold. So when you're able to print money, that's what actually causes inflation or, or is a post-cause of inflation, I guess, of gold, because there's actually two other pieces, right? There's a cost and a push inflation, meaning if demand rises and there's not enough supply, then you're going to have a natural inflation. And then there's the cost-push inflation when rising costs are, are, are caused by that overflow of supply of money. And the interesting thing about today is, is you got to realize where we're at and how we got here and what is causing all of this. Because I think a lot of people just see these trillions pumped into the market, or maybe they don't even look at that. Maybe they're just going to the grocery store or the restaurant, seeing the prices are up and, and really don't understand, but have fear about this. Well, HP Lovecraft says something. He says, after all, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. Now, when fear sets in, there's only one move to make. Logically, that is. And it's to look at the facts. So when we come back on Life Planning 101, we're going to look at the facts. And we're going to give you some food for thought and some next steps that you need to be doing during this time where we've got these two trains heading towards one another and we're all fearful inflation is going to win. 
Welcome back to Life Planning 101. Talk about a timely show when uh, our government is looking at putting another $3.5 trillion into this economy. And what is that inflationary pressure actually doing? And are we going to be able to sustain is the working class and the retirees, should they be worried about their money? And we know that fear is a great emotion and that fear can drive out logic in a lot of senses. Well, here we are to give you logic on Life Planning 101 and be able to give you food for thought and good actions going forward. So let's get to that logic. Let's look at the facts. What is actually happening out there? Well, the inflationary pressure, it's easy to identify. First, I mean, we said it. The government keeps pouring more and more money into circulation. The more money there is, the same amount of goods there is, that means simply that the amount of goods are going to go up in price, right? Wages are going up. And when they're going up because people are not getting back to work, I mean, I see incentives for people to get back to work everywhere. So people are willing to pay more than they've ever paid before. And that's natural. Um, The supply for key materials is low. I mean, we've seen this across the board, whether it be lumber, whether it be steel, whether um, it be just simple manufacturing or a part that a car needs to get through the assembly line. This is happening everywhere. And because people have been unable to get things, that makes them want them more. Yes, it's a marketing strategy, by the way. But when you're unable to get things, then you want things more. So you're willing to pay more because you have a FOMO, fear of missing out, right? So manufacturing, raw material conversion, um, all of that's behind causing those prices increase. Yes, our population is actually growing. We know this. I mean, I'm not even talking about the southern border, not going to go there. But Our population is growing. Uh, Interestingly, California has had mass exodus. We all know this um, into other states such as Texas and Arizona and Montana. But uh, what's also happening is their influx is coming in faster than their outflux still. Our national debt is higher than it's ever been before. So inflation is here. There's no question. You go to the store. If you don't believe me, just go to the store. But the real question is, or I should say this, the question you should be asking is, how long is this going to last? So I want you to look at the flip side of all this. Globalization. We are now not just on America Island, right? We can get pricing on anything from anywhere. If you are a business owner and you want to get your prices low so that your profit margin goes up, the world is your oyster. You can go look anywhere. So the more supply that is out there, the more competition that's out there, that equals lower prices. That by no means speaks to inflation. Technology is deflationary. I mean, I kind of get a kick out of this, but you know, go buy a suit anymore. I don't need to buy the full suit. I can just buy the suit from the waist up, right? Because we do all these Zoom meetings and think of how much money that has saved us From a business perspective, right? Everything's about technology, cheaper, quicker, faster. I don't have to spend a full day traveling anymore. I can just do it from the comfort of my pajama pants and my suit top at home. Exciting. Um, But that's the reality is that technology, um, no matter what its capacity is, that's just one that we're all familiar with right now. But technology is deflationary. It makes things quicker, faster, cheaper, even irrelevant at times. Efficiency 
is deflationary. Think of this. Think of how many hours are spent stocking shelves in appropriate ways so that you will buy more. Yes, they spend countless hours studies, marketing research on how when you go to Walmart, they're going to get you to drop 8 million other things into your basket, even though you went into Walmart for two things in your basket, right? Well, if you're not going into Walmart, now what's happening? Hmm. Yep, you're driving up, they're dropping it in the back of your car, and you're driving off. Efficiency, it's deflationary. The easier the access on a broad basis equals the lower the prices. So the new norm, we keep hearing this, the new norm post-pandemic is deflationary. There's nothing about that that speaks about inflation. It's true. Gone are the days when you go to the local nickel and dime for everything that you want or that you have to spend a full day traveling with a briefcase and sit in a room with others that had the same routine. Today's all about how you can do things faster, cheaper, and easier, and companies want to sell you that. Well, remember the basic economics of supply and demand. If demand goes down in many areas, which we're seeing this, we have seen a shift. It's kind of reminding me of the dust bowl. There is a shift. There is a shift in movement, people where people live, how they live, what they do. They've decided this work-life balance thing is awesome. I'm going to keep this up, right? Well, this shift long-term does not speak to inflation. Now, there is mass exodus out of the cities and into the housing markets, which is causing the housing prices to go up like crazy. But is that going to continue to happen? There's an alternative way to accomplish the same things that we want with less. Less stuff, less time, less money. And everybody's catching on to that. So let's go back in history. The last time inflation was actually concerned was in 2011. Yeah, um, I don't even know if it seems like a blip on the radar, um, but oil prices were over 100 bucks a barrel and food prices were soaring. I remember Fed uh, Chairman Ben Bernanke, he said, keep calm and carry on, so to speak. In other words, he felt like inflation was only temporary and that he wanted to keep money supply loose. Well, he was right. Had he not done that, we probably would have ended up right back in a recession. And similarly today, Fed Chairman Jay Powell is saying the same thing, the exact same thing. He's saying, keep calm and carry on. The question is, will he be right? And I think it's important for us to look at historically inflation and see the peaks. And uh, we're going to have a great article. We encourage you to get on and look at it today at www.kennedy-financial.com. Sign up for our newsletter and also see that. Um, But it talks about the macro trends of inflation and peaks and valleys. And in the end, predicting economics, we all know this, is like the weather. But there is a saying, don't fight the Fed. Don't fight the Fed. In other words... Make sure your investment strategy aligns with the current monetary policy. Maybe, maybe, but maybe you should also be hedging. And the reality is this, is that what should be done about inflation? Well, that's for the government to decide. We have no control. But interest rates aren't going up. Money's not tightening. Money's going in. And all this money means prices are going to go up temporarily. So as in many things, there are a short-term answer and a long-term answer for this. And today's no different. The bottom line is this. The more things change, guess what? The more they stay the same. So our advice to you is to remember that this is going to be a blip in history. 
2011. Anybody remember that? I mean, I remember the volatility, but it was a blip in history. So don't let your emotions run away with logic. Be looking at logic. And if you don't have someone to help you look at logic, hey, we're here. Pick us, right? Talk to us. Be proactive. Make sure you've got disciplines and keep them in place because now is the time not to lose course, not to go off an emotional bridge, but to stay the course because things on the other side could end up in a world of hurt or you could end up in a world of hurt if you try to go against the grain and you're absolutely wrong. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. Thank you for listening to Life Planning 101. Have a great week and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated, Calton & Associates, Incorporated, and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities.